<laughs> it is. This this rain will not stop. No. What the heck is going on? I Hello, hope, my friends. I hope none of you wanted to see me today because I didn't mind this mic. <laughs> and he made sure that his smack dab in front of my face. Notice yes. how his beautiful face is right. clearly visible. Mine is lost behind the microphone. <laughs> I give up, folks. <laughs> if you can't hear me, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> Hello, my friends. It's Andy Hetty coming to you live from uh, Yorba Linda, California, uh, soon to be the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to... Well, you know, California breaks off into the ocean and the prophecies of uh, those ones that appeared on the cover of Inquirer. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is a Christian devotional. There's a, a little Christian humor you, there. You started that sentence. I'm going, okay, where does that say anything about the United States of America in the Bible? Nope. Hey, we're here for the Living Fearless devotional, by the way. Uh, and that is a, 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 a what? A production of Resurrect Ministry is what Yes, I- <laughs> where you can find all of our content and some resources to help you deepen your walk with Christ. If you do not yet know him or you've been walking with him a long time. Hopefully you could find content that is of interest to you, whether it's worship bands, Bible resources, books to read, or um, pastors that maybe you've never heard of before. Please check it out. Like and subscribe to our social media. It's truly a blessing to us. And oh, I got scared suddenly. <laughs> I am really a little scattered today, folks. I apologize. Oh, and if you get a partner with this, if this ministry blesses you in any way, please click the donate now button. That is much appreciated. And of course, as always, we love to hear from you. So drop us a line and send us a comment. Um, we love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. Just looking at you with your back in front of your face. Right? <laughs> but I really feel I like... feel like a little kid lost behind his jacket. Yes. I know. Do you remember, uh, what was it, uh, Tomlin? Lily Tomlin on uh, Saturday Night Live in the, 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 when she was dressed up like a little baby. And she, all Saturday these, Night Live? Was it Saturday Night Live? Or was it, it was a laughing. Was laughing, <laughs> and she was buried under these ginormous objects. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. But I bet you won't get any complaints from um, Pastor Jack Kibbs people about our about our sound being about our sound off. I, I have a feeling it's gonna. I think it's gonna be <laughs> you, good. You just want to say that so that you can continue to cover my face with this giant microphone. So go to resurrectministry dot com. Um, we have a lot of people on today. We have Carrie saying she heard me fine last night without it smacked up. That's because mine was turned off. Uh, Lisa Wood, live life wise. Hi, Lisa. I love that you're promoting that. We're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in the near future here on this podcast. Um, and we have Cindy Hauser. Hi, Cindy. Great message from her last night. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A voicemail. Yeah, for a minute there, you scared me that that was the wrong person. No, I didn't know if if she had sent a sermon or something because it was uh, yep. yeah, a little message, voicemail message. Darcy, Carrie News, nice to Hello. see you. Hello, and laugh in laugh in was the best I know. <laughs> it was one of my favorite shows. It was the one thing that my family did uh, together was sit there and watch laugh in. Oh. I don't even remember it, except I remember Lily Tomlin and this funny baby. Oh dress. my gosh, we used to laugh so hard at it. And Sammy Davis Jr. would be on there, or Dean Martin, and I mean, wow. it was, uh, uh, yeah, I think Gerald Ford might have even been on there, or Nixon, I think was on there. Oh. President Richard Nixon, yeah, was on that. Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic show. Um, 
we're, we're, it's not quite launched yet. Yes, um, the whole network hasn't been launched yet. Yeah. Oh, so the comment for those of you on the podcast, uh, Lisa says, I still can't find you on Real Jack Hibbs app or webpage. Yes, it's it's a separate network, I believe it's going to be. Yes. It's going to be launched um, too. in the near future. We can't we can't tell you when. We've been sworn to secrecy. Um, yeah, so we have a devotional that we're reading here. Uh, it's from Charles Spurgeon, and it's a... It's going to be nugget teaching today. It, it's a zinger. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to approach this because it's um, something I wasn't quite prepared for today. But uh, it's uh, Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, for March 21st. The reference is John 1632. And it says, you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me alone. Oh, you will leave me all alone. Mm. Charles says, I select few very privy to Jesus. Sorry, let me try that again. A select few very privy to Jesus sorrows in Gethsemane for the majority of his disciples were not sufficiently mature in grace to be allowed to behold the mysteries of his agony. What was you? What were you laughing? It's wrong emphasis. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Let me try it again. A select few were privy to Jesus' we're sorrows. Privy. You said it were very privy. Oh, did I put a very in there? Yeah. Okay, let's try this all. Let's take two. Take four. <laughs> Tuesdays are hard for us because we teach, and the kids take a lot out of us. They're really smart. Wait, they're some little... of the kids might be watching. Remember, we no, told them. I know, but they take a lot out of us because they're whippersnappers. Yes. They're super smart and clever. It's and... as if we don't have enough happening with our own kids. <laughs> yeah. We got to add They're 15 awesome. other kids. <clears throat> All right, here we go. A select few were privy to Jesus' sorrows in Gethsemane. For the majority of his disciples were not sufficiently mature in grace to be allowed to behold the mysteries of his agony. With their minds still focused on the Passover feast, they represent the majority of people who live according to the letter of the law, but who are mere babies when it comes to understanding the spirit of the gospel. Only 12, no, 11, had the privilege of entering Gethsemane to see this strange sight. And of the 11, eight were left at a distance, having fellowship with the master, but not, to, not, not the intimate kind enjoyed by those who are greatly loved. Then only the three most highly favored disciples were allowed to approach the veil of our Lord's mysterious sorrow. <clears throat> Yet even they were kept at a distance. For Jesus withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, not allowing them to intrude within the veil. Christ had to tread the winepress alone, without anyone, disciples or not, with him. Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, represent the few experienced and prominent saints. We think of them as fathers of our faith, for they transacted business on great and stormy seas. Thus, to some degree, they understand the magnitude of the huge waves of the Redeemer's suffering. A select few souls are granted the opportunity for good of others and in order that they themselves will be strengthened for future service and tremendous conflict to enter the inner circle and hear the pleading of the suffering high priest. Through this, they experience the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Yet even these select few cannot penetrate the secret places of the Savior's suffering. A remarkable statement in Greek Orthodox liturgy refers to the Lord's agony as your unknown sufferings. 
Yes, there was an inner sanctum of our master's grief, totally closed to human knowledge and fellowship. In that place, Jesus was left all alone. Yet it was there. He was more than ever an indescribable gift. Wasn't the renowned hymnist Isaac Watts correct when he wrote these words? And all the unknown joys he gives were bought with his agonies unknown. Wow, this is so complex. So let me start off with a little bit of backstory about Gethsemane. Okay. So the Lord goes off to Gethsemane. I'm just helping everybody remember the story. He goes off to Gethsemane and he tells them uh, that he's going to walk away a bit and that they were to stay, stay awake and pray. And <clears throat> they all fall asleep. And he went off, Father, oh, take this cup from me, but your will be done, not mine. And he was in agony because he knew the cross was coming. He went back to them and he's like, can you not listen to me? Wake up, stay awake, pray. And he went away again and they, were, they fell asleep again. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's not only did they get to go with a privileged few to partake, but they couldn't carry it. They slept. Mm. Uh, so they're in the way the story is told. There is an element of it that remains a mystery because first they couldn't hear him. And second, they fell asleep. So whatever like majesty was falling at that time, um, their physical bodies were unconscious to it. So whatever they may have received spiritually, they were not receiving it physically. But then when he goes on the Mount of Transfiguration and Moses and Elijah appear spiritually and they're transfigured into objects of light, so to speak, uh, they see that part. Mm. So they experience the glorious part, but not the agony part. So to me, I think that that's, there's something to be said for that, that we, that it's a mystery unknown because we kind of, we know the story. We know the story of the crucifixion. We know how badly he was beaten, but it, you know what it reminds me of? So it's kind of like what um, we do with our children. There's a certain amount of our suffering. We allow them to see and a certain amount we don't mm -hmm. because if they truly understood how difficult being an adult or a parent was, it may overwhelm them. Mm. And same with the way we uphold our pastors or other people of esteem that we hold up is they don't really show their weaknesses. And maybe that's because of the maturity of the people watching. You know, I, I think there's very few people that are super close to a pastor to know the real difficulties that he traverses as a shepherd. Mm. Uh, and so... Of course, for Christ as our ultimate high priest, there is a mystery about the true depth of the agony. Yeah, you were hitting on just where my my mind started to go. Was the, the exact timing uh, was the the comforts that they have is is experienced by them not knowing how all of this got here. <laughs> and every so often I've, I've, I've tried to remind and not remind them. I've tried to explain to them that because we're older with young kids, you know, young people with young kids that are still living at, somewhat out of their car and, you know, hand to mouth type of situations, the children kind of grow up seeing all of that. Right. Um, our kids, we, we had 30 or 40 years in, on, you know, at work 
that they're only experienced the tail end. Right. <laughs> and so there's no way, and we have to explain this. Listen, you know, what I charge for what it is that I do is only because of the periods of times that I was shot at where I had to fight and where I crashed my car chasing bad guys and then being bit for 40 years by police dogs ended up in the emergency room. I don't know how many times that I'm allowed to do what I do now. That not that I suffered like Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not re just don't, I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that, but there was pain and suffering and, Absolutely. and self initiation uh, that had to go, you know, I did a lot of stuff for free for many years before I got to a place where I could charge what I do now. Right. And so I think it's hard. I think like Christians, our children are somewhat can take these gifts and these blessings for granted, not realizing. And so is that what you think this yeah, devotional is, the, is sharing the, the that we will never know the ultimate, cost. the unknown. Yeah. And, and there's something about the reason I made the analogy analogy to the pastor, because there's something in human nature, I think that, um, you almost don't want to know the agony that somebody you esteem went through as if it somehow diminishes. See, because uh, Jesus was the man God. So it's hard for us to wrap our heads around how much agony he actually could have endured. Because remember, they're not talking about cavalry. They're talking about Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. So, we could picture and visualize and be grateful for the cavalry agony, which was not inflicted by himself, which was physical beatings and crucifixion. But the Gethsemane agony was the, the overwhelmingness of what he was about to go through. Mm. The agony of, oh, Lord, I am, I am going to give over my life in a very brutal way to save humanity and that caused agony wow he he was sweating blood which was uh pastor jack gave us the word for it i don't remember what it is but to have such extreme sweat and coming out of the eyes that it, they bleed so that internal agony as the man god um it's hard for us to conceptualize and there's a certain distance that god has kept it from us because um, I don't know. I don't think we could, we could fully comprehend it. And knowing that you're going to, that Jesus, knowing that he was going to go through this agony and was, you know, stressed out to the point that That's he what was I'm saying the agony of yeah. having to go through the agony but, that was coming, but that, and then I'm going to add that these people were betraying him already, that they were already like, that's this Peter yeah. who was there asleep was going to deny him in 12 yeah. hours. Yeah. And they're sleeping. They're all comfortable. Right. And they go, no, wait, do you not know? <laughs> like, right. can you imagine that, that you, all of your friends and like, I mean, everybody, you know, and you know that you're going to get ready to go through this whole thing. And they're going, uh, you know, I'm going to go to sleep. Fine. Yeah. It's okay. Like sometimes you don't want to hear it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something like that. You, you know, it was like, I'm not sure if we've ever gone through this, but maybe we have where there was something you were worried about. And I was going, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Not that big of a deal. And you're going, no, it is that big of a deal. I'm going, no. It's, and so there, you don't want to hear it's yes. not that big of a deal. And I never say that to people who are suffering. Uh, I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
and it, and there's a it's a very Christian thing to do yeah. where like for example a dear friend of mine got a diagnosis of cancer when she first said it to me she's like I, you know I know people deal with it all the time I was like wait no hold on a second this is devastating for you you know this is let's not belittle the pain and agony that you're about to go through and that you're experiencing and the fear and the unknown I was like. I love you and I, I want to walk this with you and don't feel free to cry about it and complain mm. about it. You have every right to, but as Christians, we have this, like, we don't, we're stoic, you know, we, we take agony with grace and, and strength, but you know, you could take a moment to be like, wait, this is really horrible right now. You know, you just um, reminded me of, I, I was in the doctor's office when they had run the first test to, to, to determine whether I had cancer or not. And I was going, there's no way I can have cancer. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not supposed to have cancer. And then when the doctor told me it, like, I couldn't, there was a moment of like breathlessness and like my uh, eyes welled up and that kind of stuff. And the, and the, the person that I was with the kid's mom, (laughs) I was like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, it's just prostate cancer. Like, why why are you so upset? And I was going, it's your and I go, like I go, it's cancer. cancer. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. When you hear cancer, it's like, I don't want cancer. Okay. So it's not lung cancer. Yeah, so I had the opposite. Cancer. I had the opposite. I was sad. And then she was going, big deal. It's just prostate cancer. <laughs> if it was your prostate, you'd be pretty sad. <laughs> I think she was happy that it was prostate cancer. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, just the opposite. Okay, so Lisa, <laughs> she read it four oh, times, sorry. and it really brought home Jesus's sorrow and private agony was mm. not humanly describable. Yes, and Darcy said the parent analogy makes sense. Nice. Hey, I'm glad. Uh, Lisa's saying I was so blessed to be able to visit Pastor Evans just before he died in the hospital room. He was instrumental to me finding Christ. So excuse my ignorance, but are we talking about Pastor Tony Evans? Did he pass away? Um, I know his wife passed away a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't know he did. Mm. So let me know if that's the same Pastor Evans we're talking about. Can you pronounce and, that word? And I'm trying. <laughs> Hematohydrosis. Oh, look at you. Look at that. Thank daughter, you. That is a the word of uh, about sweating so much that there's, in, is it crying or sweating? I think it's crying so much that there's blood. Mm. And Lisa says, Jesus was a man who feels what we feel deeply. And that's what makes it so wonderful to have a personal relationship with him. Because I know he feels what I feel. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Lisa saying, I'm with Hedy on listening to somebody's unbearable story and then confirming their fear and anxiety in addition to giving compassion, hope, and strength. Yes, I think we, we should remember that as Christians that, you know, we're... We read that scripture today, actually, to the kids about whether it's Colossians, it's Colossians and, and Galatians talking about having kindness and compassion and empathy for other people. And empathy is not like, oh, you'll just be fine. Right. It is like, I share your pain. I, uh, I can't imagine what you're going through. I know there's all these fears and anxieties that you're experiencing right now, but, you know, we will get through it. You will get through it. You'll be strong, you know, and encouraging them, but still being able to hear, I am in pain and mm-hmm. empathizing with that. Yeah. And you're saying, ditto, Lisa. No, like my dad. I was like, <laughs> oh, my leg hurts. You've gotten so much better at that. You used to be, yeah. <laughs> rub, rub some dirt on it. That was always rub dirt on it. It was the thing. Or walk, uh, it, walk it off or rub some dirt on it. That oh, was, interesting. Yeah. My dad's is always, take some Advil. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everything was eat salt or take Advil. Just really quick, I'm distracted by the the rain again for a second. Is it raining anywhere else? I have not even paid attention. I'm so busy watching, you know, waiting for President Trump to get handcuffed and and all that kind of stuff. Is, is it raining anywhere else, or is it just raining? Is it just raining on us? You know what the weird thing is, <laughs> is that now with the advent of social media news, I don't ever hear regular news. Like the only way I know it's raining in my own city is my app. Oh, like it, it could be. It, it could be pouring buckets 10 miles away and I would never know because my app tells me only my own city. <laughs> We're so self-absorbed now. We listen only to the news that we want, you know, because before you used to listen to the local news and you'd hear yeah. everything that was going on. Yeah, they would tell you. But now we're just like, I only want to hear about this subject right now yeah. from this person. <laughs> <laughs> the sky's falling oh, in Menifee. Thank God Lisa said oh. it's not Tony Evans. I got a little freaked out there because uh, I know his wife died, but I didn't know he died. And I just I know. So it's another Evans, uh, Pastor Evans. Evans. Oops. Whoa. Um, yeah, I only know if it's raining if I walk outside. Oh, you don't look at the app? No. Rain watch. Nope. Not that it's ever accurate, but nope. I just hear it or I feel it, and then I know it's raining. Oh, there you go. But uh, Cindy does not have rain. Oh, and she's in California. Cindy's in. Oh Oklahoma. no, Kelly in Oklahoma. Sorry. Carrie and Lisa are in. Uh, <laughs> yes. California, and she says the sky is falling in Menifee. Yes. So There you go. We know now. Um, and the the scripture. And the next is the scripture, John 16, 32. Yeah, see, I can't reach over like this now anymore. It's better. Uh, John 16, 32. A time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone for my father is with me. How hard it must have been for him to say that. Mm. You will leave me all alone, knowing none of them. And the only ones at the cross are Mary Magdalene and John. So they don't even in his darkest moments stay by his side. So really quick, this is a, a good scripture that we were talking about, not only our kids over the last couple of days, um, but um, the kids today in our class that we teach. And that is that not to be frantic about finding that next friend or boyfriend, girlfriend, that you know, this is something we could share and say, listen, Jesus was just about ready to get crucified and he was left all alone. But what he had, I am not alone, for my father is with me. Amen. And uh, I was praying uh, with, the, with the boys, uh, the littles, uh, as they were going to a new school. And then even Ray, as she was going through some stuff a couple weeks ago, saying you don't need to be in such a hurry to replace these, these, this friend group that you uh, have decided to you know, put space between. So you, you have this, this sense that you, you can't be without somebody we like to be with other people god intends us to be with other people but he wants us to be with the right people right <laughs> and so in your franticness you may decide to connect with somebody that you the really shouldn't be people. be connected with i think that's Out a really good disparity. scripture yeah exodus 3 3 so moses thought i will go over and see this strange sight why the bush does not burn up so if any of you are wondering why the thumbnail has the burning bush in it and yet this this devotional doesn't have anything to do with the burning bush. It's because of this scripture that I saw and I just took that, this strange sight out of it. <laughs> and usually I've been pretty good about it yes. happens to fit, but this time for whatever reason, and I'm not sure why, why do you think this is in there? Is it just that it was a strange sight that nobody was with yeah. them? And I think the things that they see, the transfiguration they see. In mm. 
They do so, experience a strange sight. All right. So that's why the graphic has the burning bush in it. And I know it's not related to the devotional, but it looks cool anyway. Luke twenty two forty one. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. Isaiah sixty six three. I have trodden the winepress alone from the nations. No one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood spattered my garments and I stained all my clothing. That's intense, right? Yeah. The blood of the wine is symbolic. Matthew 26, 37. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. See, that must have been so hard for them to see. like, Because they, first of all, didn't believe he was going to die. And they're like, he's the Messiah. How can we be troubled? You know that because they had elevated him and he, as he had deserved to be elevated. And so that weird juxtaposition with you're the Messiah, the son, the Christ, and yet you're sorrowful and troubled. Mm. That's the interesting dichotomy, I think. I think that's what is part of that, this message too. I think that's one of the nuggets. Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Mm. I'm not sure that I I, I, I I want to feel those sufferings. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's what Jim asks at the end. Yeah. Are we willing to be the one that will be there until oh. the suffering? Yeah. It's, if it's, I have to, I will, but... I, if, a hard it, commitment. Yeah, could I... But people all over the world are doing everything. I know. They're... Amazing. So so amazing. 2 Corinthians 9.15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Mm. You know, I was thinking about the, them falling asleep while Jesus was going through what he was going through. And, now, you know, I've, I've been there before where um, somebody wants to talk about something very difficult. And it happens to be, you know, at bedtime. Not with you, of course. I, I, I come wide awake when you want to talk, schnooks. But I've been there where you're sitting there going, you're trying to listen to them and you're and they're going, and then he said this and then she did that. And then, and then I couldn't, and I'm just so mad and angry and upset. <laughs> Only you can do that. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I, you know, uh, sorry, just relating to, yes, to all the guys of the yeah, 11, the 11. <laughs> All right. And Lisa saying parental guidance is so crucial for sure. And that's the thing about the Bible. I've shared this and all of you know this, of course, but it's the one thing that I really have been not only telling the kids, but I think even other people that will listen that whether it's business relationship uh, with a friend relationship with a spouse, that it's in the Bible. It's the manual for all those things. Yes. If you want to run a business, well, read the Bible. Don't if you want to, if you want to have a great marriage, read the Bible. If you want to be a great parent, read the Bible. <laughs> it's in there. How is it possible that one? All we need is one book. We could close down every bookstore as long as there's we have the Bible. Oh, look at that! And we'd have all the self help we need. Amen. <laughs> it's so crazy. Not that we advocate for. Bookstores. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm a book burner. I'm a book burner. Yeah, I get that at the 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 uh, school board meetings. Yes. We're all book burners because we don't want pornography in our libraries. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. How do they jump? Uh, like, I, uh, you can keep the pornography, but just not in our libraries. 
Yeah. That's all we're saying. Sorry, didn't mean that. I almost, I almost got on a roll there, Snugs. I almost, I almost. I, I held back though. I pulled back on the reins. I saw the, I saw the wave coming. <laughs> God speaks, Mary. Yes. I don't remember the context of that comment, but <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Isn't there a church called God Speaks? Isn't that God the speak, one that? Uh, that's where he's uh, going now. Oh yeah. Rob McCoy. Rob McCoy. Oh, he was gone for a while. Is he back? He went on hiatus or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I just heard that he just, I, I saw something that he just came back to the church. If you know any further on that, you can type it in there. Um, but yeah. Like a little sabbatical? Yeah, 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 a little, needed a little break apparently or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if he was told to take a break or if he decided <laughs> no, to take a break. It. It's like, uh, you know, O'Keefe. thumbnail. Does the thumbnail say God speaks? Huh? <laughs> Or you're referring to the bush. Oh, the thumbnail. Oh, I see what she's saying. So God was speaking through the burning bush. Yes. So the thumbnail, the burning bush, the relationship to the devotional is that God speaks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what she's going on the burning bush, God speaks. Yes. Okay. Yes. Whew. Uh, this is half the fun of doing these is that sometimes we have to figure out, you know, what y'all are saying, which we love. Yes. We love that you guys talk to us through the, uh, the comments. Let's see what uh, Jim had to say on this. It's not very long, so you can handle it. Schnooks. Okay. When Jesus <laughs> taught a hard teaching, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Mm. Jesus then asked the 12, oh, you do not want to leave too, do you? From this, we learn Jesus had his many, but within the many, Jesus had his 12 one of whom betrayed him, leaving 11. Of the 11, only three were with him on the Mount of Transfiguration and inside Gethsemane. Of the three, only one, John, referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved, hundreds to 12, to 11, to three, down to one. Who of us desires to be the one if it requires suffering? May we have this view. Rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ. Wow. You know, you know who needs to read this and, and, and realize what it is they're doing are the churches that are afraid to read the gospel, to share the truth of the gospel. They need to read this. True. Because Jesus is, I mean, God is saying this right here. Are you going to be the one? He's worried about the one. He doesn't care. You know, the other ones are leaving. That's what's going to happen when you hear the, 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 the hard truths and the difficulties that you're going to go through following God. But that doesn't mean you change it. doesn't mean you take away the suffering. It, 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 these churches that are not reading the gospel because they're afraid people are going to leave just don't really truly understand. I mean, my brother even used to always say, even though he's a Muslim, he used to say, look, Jesus got sold for a bag of coins. Mm. So what do we expect from people, you know, where his closest disciple sold him for a bag of coins? Right. Literally. Wow. Got a couple of few few more comments there. Oh, okay. Yeah. More comments. That's, that's your your job. Bible book of instructions before leaving Earth. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yes, Darcy yeah, and uh, Lisa go to God speak, and Pastor Rob is back, and uh, she sent us his Ten Commandment Bible study last Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. Pastor Rob McCoy went to help three churches because they are new, and he was there to help see and grow them. Oh, oh that's good. great. Oh, nice. I'm so glad you told me. I, I didn't I didn't know. And, and so I wasn't because at uh, a church near us that they they told the pastor, you need to go take a break. 
And when he was taking a break, they tried to replace him with another pastor. <laughs> and then he came back and it was a big uproar. And then the, pa- the, the pastor they're trying to replace him with ended up leaving and started starting his I own trip. I remember that. But uh, that, 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 vaca- that sabbatical was like, you just go on vacation. You just go enjoy yourself. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they try to overthrow the church. And then it caused a whole bunch of shenanigans. So good. That's good to hear that uh, Rob McCoy. I've, I've seen him. I've run into him a few times. We've run into him at some of the events we've gone to. Yes. Never had a chance to speak to him, but I've listened to him speak on stage. But uh, I've shaken his shaken, shook. I've, I've shook his hands. How do you say that? I've shooken. I shook his hands. <laughs> I, shook I reached his out hand. and grabbed a hand and I went up and down. <laughs> I shook his hand. I shook his hand. I have shaken. I have shaken. Oh, I, shook. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at God's week. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you get from him? Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah he's, he, you know, what's tough sometimes is that men who are tall in stature are sometimes uh, there's a sense of intimidate intimidation. Women that are tall. <laughs> no, I was all, I was, you were all up in my grill. <laughs> I wasn't intimidated at all. You were not. That was impressive. That was one of my favorite qualities about you. You were not shy. You were not shy. You were not intimidated. It was awesome. <laughs> Such a good quality. Thanks. So, but to the times that I met him, he just seemed to be a very kind, yes. uh, pretty cool guy. Nice and Down smiley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was at the protest at Disneyland, when I got interviewed by um, Prager. Uh, Prager University, um, Will, Will, his name was Will. Um, he was there. Will Rob, Witt. Will Witt. Thank you. Uh, Rob McCoy was there and was like, just having a good time, laughing, singing with the band, and had a really, really good time. Yeah. I just that's the time I think I really saw him, his personality kind of come out. It seems like he'd be a good guy. We uh, have you ever gone to his church? Have you ever been to God oh, Speak? That's where I met him. Really? Nice. How come you didn't you didn't get the same desire to because that was closer to you, wasn't it? The Lord wouldn't let me. What? Don't you remember I used to tell the stories how five o'clock every Sunday? I used to be like, I can just go to Rob's church. It's the same. Like, they, Lord's like, get up, go to church, church down there, <laughs> church in Chino. Because your husband's going to be there. Yes, yes, he wouldn't let me stay at Rob's. That is so funny because Rob, Rob was, was around the corner from me, literally. He was just as minutes. bold as Jack and yes. fighting. That's what I tried to tell the Holy Spirit. He was not having it. Wow, that makes our meeting even more spectacular, doesn't it? Sure does. Sure does. And Jolene was the one that was always encouraging me being like, I was like, Jolene, I have this church next door to me. It seems very similar. She's like, nope, you got to come here. We're going to move you down here. That's cool. She was right. God is great. She prophesied that early on. I actually found it very hard to believe. I could not picture myself in Chino, rightfully so. I think that's still the case. But I just couldn't imagine that my life would change, that I would be living closer to the church. Mm. I couldn't see that. She did. She saw it and she saw it re- and she repeated it to me often. Wow. Jack never did. He may have saw it, but he never said it. Mm. He didn't, he didn't say to me, so your plans are you going to move closer? Nothing, you know? And maybe he was because, well, as long as you're in the seat, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she did. Do you find it interesting that we can, I don't know if it's interesting is the right question. I just, I love going to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills for a reason that you may find strange. Oh, 
okay. is that when I was going to Mariner's church and I was doing security there, the, the, every other message was something about money. It was an entire message about money. And, and then, but it always obviously was this, you know, you got to manage your money because you need to give some of it to us is what I was hearing over and over well, again. I kind of got that feeling from Kindred. I was going to say, so it, when I hear it, there's a little bit of a, a flinch I have, but everybody does. I don't even know that they even run the, the Jack might the, um, uh, the, the announcements that they have. That's a video. It, it may have the app on there, but it's, it doesn't. Only I mean, once do they ever mention it. Here to give does this out. It's like, it's like this. I mean, uh, and if you want to, well, and pastor Jack has always said he refuses to do those building fundraising he hates it. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that's something it, uh, tithing is biblical. Okay. So you so should just do it. You shouldn't have to be begged, begged yeah. to do it and, and constantly banged over the head. Done never done that. It's so interesting. It becomes so much clearer when we, cause we visit other churches. That's one of the things right. we like to do. And it's like you, it, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's, it's very prominent. Right. That's the best way of saying it. it's a well, prominent message. And what what concerns me about that is that because they keep seeing more people in the seats and so that they want to build bigger structures. And that part of that is also um, because they don't want to do more services. They just want bigger structures. And so the, the church body ends up wow. having to carry that financial weight because they think, we now need a structure three times the size. Like I understand it when you're like a 50 people church and you're getting now thousands, but when you go from, you know, you're a thousand, but you want to go to 5,000. And so you start building these massive structures, then that weight is carried by the congregation. And then you become more desperate for people not to leave. Then you become more um, selective about what you preach so that people don't leave the whole motivation oh, wow. behind how, you structure your sermons and how you shepherd the flock, I think changes when you create too large a financial burden. I mean, people say that's what did EV free. And once mm. they turned it into an entire city, it became impossible to keep, you know, it's just like, then, then, then you have to choose a pastor that's an entertainer because you're expecting to fill these seats like a concert every mm. week, as opposed to pastor Jack's heart, which he's conveyed many times is that, I am preaching God's word. If there's 10 or 10,000, God will send. God will pay the money for it because it's his church. And he will send the people who, who should be here. And if you don't feel you should be here, if, you, if it doesn't feel right to you, there is no membership. If you don't like to leave. You know, so it's just, it's, it, that's the, that's, it seems like a true spirit of, um, of giving and, and, and knowing that you are a um, spirit-filled church. Yeah, there's those messages that he starts out and says, you know, we need room in the parking lot. So I, I decided to give this <laughs> message today right? <laughs> and see how many people leave. And he says that he's seen people get up and walk out in the middle of the message. And right. it's like, eh, that's just the way it's supposed to be. And uh, uh, Carrie says, God loves a happy giver. Yes. yes. They use that all the time when they're asking for money. And Darcy says, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Pastor Jack did this, um, it was this emergency fundraiser for our missionary in Iraq um, who needed a safe car because of all the transit across the you know, war-torn country, extremely dangerous, um, didn't want to run out of gas on the, on the middle of the road. The car broke down. 
and he says, I'm going to just put up a QR code and whoever wants to give, give, you know, I, this is just a request from her from our missionary out there. And we want to honor the request. And he reads it in an hour. Mm. And they bought two cars or something like yeah. that. <laughs> you know, and, he said, and then he later the next day said, stop, stop giving. I closed it. We don't, we don't need any more money for the car. Like, you know what I mean? We got our car already. Yeah. And it's just, that's. It, so many people. I think that's a, give. that's very powerful because when he does ask, he you know that it's it's important. Yes, and it it just makes you want to give yes. because he he doesn't ask for money in those those few times that he wants to do something. Um, it, it's kind of like he wants to do uh, he wants to open up a school, but I've not heard him ask for money for the school. He just says we want to open up a school, and if anybody knows of a place where we can move into, let us know and. And it, but he doesn't say anything about, you know, we need more money. Need more money, money, money. That's usually the the next when you hear somebody, well, we want to do a missionary or we want to build a school in India, you know, uh, so, you know, we could use your money and your tithing or whatever the message is. But it, it goes right to where Jack says something that we're, we want to do this thing. And he doesn't say anything about money. No. <laughs> And even that we didn't even know. Sorry, this. Had, I, I'm sorry we took this turn, but it's interesting. I think for me he, it is. Uh, he would that he, we also that the the congregation through its giving had created a whole homeless center that we didn't even know about. Um, mm. Indigent housing. Wow. It's like you. Uh, do you remember that service where he said, "Well, all your generous giving. I just wanted you to know the center is up and running, and we have this beautiful center." And everyone was like, "I know." Like a lot of the people in the congregation were like, "What? We had no idea." And he doesn't, so even the things that he is able to do with it, he doesn't boast about it. Yeah. Amazing. We have a great message here from somebody from Twitch. <laughs> yeah, our, our person from just says, it's Random Rick Review, RRR, who says, uh, what did the pig say when it got caught out in the hot sun? Unbaked. <laughs> Thank you for that, Rick. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We needed that. Um, and Gary says she remembers. Yep. It's so cool. Um, we, uh, just one last thing. We had our kids um, that we were teaching at the high school. Speaking of yes. the school that Jack wants to put up called Liberty Ed. And so we are, I, I just was telling the kids after you left and uh, we got a chance to sit and talk and chat a little bit after I made them do pushups a lot. They did a lot of pushups today. Oh. They were, they were hurting. One, one girl was like rubbing her shoulder after like she, I could sit her and see her. I could see her sitting there rubbing her shoulder going, um and i just told them that it was such a blessing to uh to be asked number one by jack to to do it and to be a part of this high school that he's building and that they just brought something to us they brought something of of, of a, a sense of i don't know of for me it was hope hope ah, that's the word a, a hope for the future yes. Uh, because they were so engaged. And then we would ask them about certain things that are going on in their life. And they seem to be ahead of the wow. head of the curve on not being uh, hugely into social media and just God fearing, God fearing kids and um, very kind and smart. Yep. And talked about the lack of morals in their friends and uh, I don't know, it, it just really moved me today, especially with the things that we were talking about. They had some really good things. And so I think it was really great to be, be a part of that, to be blessed by kids. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how 
old you are when you're w- walking with God and talking about God's blessings and that's um, off to the parents. Yeah. Just an amazing group of kids really enjoyed that. Yes. So if any of you are listening, um, we thank you guys for being a great class. We have one more class left yes. and we're going to take donuts. So th- that's going to be their graduation is if in law enforcement, you have to have donuts at some point. <laughs> so decaf coffee or no? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bring, bring donuts to the class. Um, what about you? What, how was your feeling of, uh, I know you just shared a little bit of it, but what did you think about the, the, the time we spent with these kids? It was just, it just brought me hope. It was an encouragement that there are um, kids that are walking with God in such a difficult time. And again, I, I always go back to the parents, like what wonderful people that raise these wonderful kids. And um, they are clearly living under restrictions that probably many of their peers are not. Mm-hmm. And they've embraced them and accepted them for the most part. And understood why they were in place, which was also incru- amazingly mature of them to, to embrace that challenge in, uh, in being set apart, mm. uh, which I loved, is that they just, they could appreciate why they were being set apart. Yeah. I love that. And they could take a joke. And they could take a joke. <laughs> you needed them a lot today. <laughs> and it was very jealous that they were uh, that they were yes. uh, happy to see me. I, I walked in. We drive separately because uh, Hedy has to leave early to pick up the kids. And so I walk in there. And as the kids are coming in, they 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 walk in, they see me, and they just keep chatting to themselves. <laughs> and they're sitting down, and they I maybe got a head nod from I got a couple of them. What's up? I got, I got, not even a what's up. Just no, a head nod. Just a head nod. A silent Ned Hod. Ned Hod. <laughs> Head nod. And then Hedia comes in just a few minutes before class starts. And when she walks in, about five or six of them go, Hi, Hedia. Hi. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I look, I go, What? And it was so. I got, I got, a, I got one little difficult head nod. Like they almost felt like I was out of, like, I was, they were being tortured. And you walk in, Hi, <laughs> hi, Hedia. <laughs> the heck was that all about well they for sure won't do it again you were so animated about oh it. my gosh <laughs> and rick would like a maple glazed donut oh absolutely Talking about donuts. The, the chocolate glazed they're my favorite but i understand the maple glazed they, they are good and he's not familiar with buttermilk donuts um yeah i'm gonna have to get you a buttermilk donut. <laughs> no i've seen them they just don't look yeah they're just Yummy. Really? They're like a pancake. They're too thick, aren't they? No, they're a pancake in a donut shape. Maybe I don't know what they are. Uh, and hi, Kate. She just woke up from her nanny nap. What's oh. a nanny nap? Is that an Australian <laughs> term, a nanny nap? Yeah, I, think I call you, it a siesta. I think you take a nap when the baby's taking a nap. That's a nanny nap, oh. I think. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. Thank you. you have yes. To, or you put them in front of the TV and then you take a nap. It's one of those times. That's a, gotcha. maybe a nanny nap. I take nanny naps when I go pick up the kids. I get there about a half hour early and I lay my head back on the headrest and I, I catch a couple Z's before I school gets up. Today during Zara's doctor appointment, I rolled my seat back and I just slept. <laughs> All right. Are you going to continue this uh, small talk no. or can we, can we sign I off think now? We need to land this plane. <laughs> I was waiting for Rick to come up with another joke. Random Rick. We don't know random Rick. Random Rick, where are you from? Let us know where you're from. Why are you kicking me? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about random Rick. I don't know what this is. What does that mean? 
he's laughing. It's a joke. Oh, that's a laughing. He's laughing at me reading his joke. Yes. Why does he look like Satan in that's, that picture? That's the Joker. Oh, that's the Joker. Yeah. Oh, the Joker in the picture. I'm talking about his his. Oh no, that's a caricature. Oh, he kind of looks like Satan. No. I don't think so. Just say, oh, no, sorry. One, one. I've never. <laughs> I'm just saying sorry. That was a typo. Oh. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to land this plane, Schnooks? If you let us. What do, we want... <laughs> what do you want to tell them in saying goodbye? Uh, like, subscribe, share this broadcast. It would be awesome for us. We would really appreciate it. And... Um... We are part of the Edify Podcast Network mm -hmm. and the Real Life Network. Yes. When that launches. And so you could find us on anywhere that you catch uh, video or podcast formats. Awesome. And Rick answered my prayers here where he says another joke. Why were the dark ages so dark? Too many nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Kate's never liked the taste of donuts. Have you had a Krispy Kreme donut? Do they have Krispy Kremes? Yeah, Krispy Kremes are only good when they're warm. You right. know that? They're not yeah. good after they, they've, they've I think cooled it's down. bad oil. Uh, life, uh, life, I want to call Lisa LifeWise now. Uh, live LifeWise. Uh, she says, maple glazed, my fave, crumb. And everybody say goodnight. Kate isn't, Kate isn't, a, Rick doesn't think Kate's a real person because she doesn't like donuts. <laughs> People don't like donuts. Yes. I actually haven't eaten a donut in years. Right. About 10 years now. All okay, right. you guys. We Go love ahead. you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for participating. Oh, look. I didn't even see. See, it says livelifewise.tv underneath our name. We didn't change the URL. You uh, can go there if you want to join uh, us on our new business. We're founders uh, of a new business. But uh, resurrectministry.com is our website. Advertising your... Your other company. It was an accident. All right, my friends, we're landing this plane. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Good night. Thanks for joining us. Bye.